All right, let's take a look. I'm going to cut the cards for you, baby. Let me shuffle them one more time. Is there a gentleman in your life? Is he incarcerated? Yeah, that's the daddy. And you know what? Know that to be a positive thing. You can believe Cleo or you cannot believe Cleo, but Cleo already I tell you what she see you do it. This is Carmen Kickass. And this is Lucky Licious. And you're on Eat, Eat My, My Pagan, Pagan Ass. Ass. This is episode 31. Already 31? I know, you know, like we only took a month and a half off. <laughs> we were on a sabbatical. We did, and, and, and we got some emails. Some people were concerned. They thought we'd like left and, and the podcast was over. What, what do you say to that, Carmen? I, I think that's pretty cool that people are listening and they look forward to our podcast. And, yeah. you know, so... You know. We have gotten some really good emails in the meantime mm-hmm. from folks who continue to express their gratitude to us for doing the show um, and things like that. We're going to read some of those later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But I have missed. I mean, I I feel the. I know. I know you do too. But I feel the itch constantly to like. I want to do a podcast. Want to right. do a podcast. Want to do a podcast. But things are a little tougher right now because it's the end of the year for both of us where we work. And I moved out to Brooklyn and Carmen does not do Brooklyn. (laughs) Not that side of Brooklyn. It's far. (laughs) How long does it take you to get out? It didn't take me any time at all. I took the the R to Atlantic and then I caught the 4 and I was here. Boom. Took the R to Atlantic. Took the four, then you took the shuttle, then you took the bus. That's not so bad, uh, Switch. No, it was it was fast. So I don't quite understand why you refused to come and see my new apartment, which I just painted. I just painted one of my rooms. It looks beautiful. What color? It's like a. It's called Toffee Bar, and it's it's a brown, a dark brown. It's really nice. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that the summer is here and the days are longer, I'll I'll venture out. Yeah. You know. Since I was waiting forever and ever and ever. And ever, and I, ever to get my apartment painted, and it just never seemed just to happen for some reason. Yeah, but it finally got done, huh? Yeah, I had to do it myself. Oh, God. You know? Well, maybe you could do my kitchen. I want to do my kitchen. You know what? Do you know any painters? <laughs> Gee, do I know any painters? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I haven't met them, though. <laughs> These invisible painters. <laughs> Oh my God! Painting is such a hassle. Oh. It is a hassle, but I got to tell you, it it's so necessary. It makes a home a home. You yeah. know, it makes a house a home. Yeah, I agree. You know, you have freshly painted walls. Mm-hmm. You have a new apartment. You don't have to move. No. Just paint. Yeah. Rearrange your furniture. You've got yourself a whole new place. And 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 we as witches respond to color. You mm-hmm. know. And I selected this brown because it was a very, it's a bright room. It gets direct sunlight every morning, wakes oh, me up at 5.30 in the morning. The sun comes up and I'm up. And uh, the walls were just white also. And I just really That's wanted. too bright. It was too bright. Yeah. And I just wanted some grounding earth. You know, I don't have a lot of earth in my chart. So I just wanted to be surrounded by earth energy. So the... Um, the dark brown walls really do that. Right. I've, I sit in there now and I feel calm. It has the effect that I intended, which is it calms me, it soothes me. I've started um, decorating with, I've been buying lots of gems and crystals and putting those around the place. I'm going to start putting plants in and cool. some green curtains. It's going to be really yeah, nice. Green like these. That, yeah. That, nothing exactly. dark. Light green like that. Yeah. And um, it's 
it's like a sage color. Exactly. And um, if you can get some gold, um, like things that are threaded with gold, that mm-hmm. would because it'll brighten it up. Because mm-hmm. you don't want too much earth. Mm-hmm. And I think the gold will look pretty. I found the perfect curtains at Home Depot, of all places, actually. Wow. And they're like sage, and they've got a little bit of sheen in them. It's nice. really nice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nice, yeah. yeah. I know. I like brown. I, mean, I, I try to stay away from it because I, if I'll get carried away with too much brown. Yeah. But I, I do like brown. Like, see how my stuff over there is brown? Yeah, yeah. I like your color scheme. I like to make it, you know. And then, like, with the plants, you want to make it look earthy, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, so good luck. Thank you. Yeah, so we just have many more rooms to paint, but we'll get those done eventually. Ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Do I I detect a note of sarcasm? There is a lot of sarcasm there, and that's a long story, and I'm not going to tell the whole story about it, but I do want to touch on it later. Yeah, okay. You know, talk about... Mostly, I just want to talk about intuition, Mm -hmm. and... Um, do you want to just get right into it, or I feel like we still need to like say a few things to people about like yeah. why we haven't been here or what you've been up to. Why don't we get to intuition later? Yeah, they don't care about all that. They just want to hear us, you know, bullshit, bullshit instead of like <laughs> all the apologies. Sometimes I listen to a podcast and the uh, podcastee yeah. is apologizing for like fifteen minutes about uh, you know I didn't do this and I didn't do that and my mic is not working. Just sorry, that. we're sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry? Sorry? He's sorry. Oh, he's sorry. 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 He's sorry. He's sorry. He's sorry. Sorry, Maya! Oh, come on. Let's get to it. Come on. Stop. So let's not us do that. All right. Although let's say hi to people. Yeah. You know? Let's say hi to Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. All right. <laughs> Brooke is so cool. What, tell, tell, tell everyone about Brooke, who she is and why she's important. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke is great. She, um, she's the one that wrote the joke for us about the... Two um, episodes ago. Mm-hmm, that we forgot her name. What was that? What was her name? And <laughs> we never gave her credit. But thank you, Brooke. And she sent her this fabulous piece of artwork. Yes. I wanna I wanna download it and if it's big enough I wanna frame it. It's beautiful. Oh, cool! I love it. It's it is really beautiful. We'll put it on the blog. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Can see it. Right. Thank you, Brooks. Thanks, Brooke. We're always asking people to send us jokes and artwork and anything that's you know creative or can contribute um, to the well, show that we can share with everyone we have a big community on facebook we're now almost up to three thousand people yikes i know wow. we haven't done a podcast in a month and a half <laughs> wow <laughs> it's amazing cool. uh-huh. um so that's three thousand people that we we can share stuff with and uh, three thousand people who like the show that you all can listen to i mean can talk to also so get up on there there's some discussions and it's all good you know oh, you know you know what they can do send us little clips and maybe we can somehow... Like video and audio? Well, audio, because uh-huh. we're not a video, but something, and then maybe we can somehow yeah. put it in the... I don't know. You're the, you're the uh, engineer guy. Yeah, well, anybody who knows how to record on a computer, you can send us a file, an MP3 or a WAV file, whatever. You can email that to eatmypaganass at gmail.com. That's one way to do Wouldn't it. Would that be fun? That would be fun. Another way is for us to set up a phone number, which I, I did start looking into, for some reason, Skype didn't want me to do it but oh. i'll try again and it, and if, they can leave messages and then we could just play back the whole the whole message thing yeah 
people can crank call us. I mean, how much fun would it We're be? Having fun. Like you're you're 15. We have a 15 year old fan now. You're sitting there in Alabama or wherever you are, and you're bored. What do you, what do, you do? I'm going to crank call Carmen yeah. and Lucky. <laughs> that would be great. I'm going to just play the whole shit. That, that that's funny. Yeah. 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 Do that. Mm-hmm. People can call us and just. Call me now. I'm Carmen Kickass. Carmen Kickass. Call me now. I read your fortune. That's my bad impersonation of Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, remember her? Yeah, I remember her. I don't know if other people remember her. She wasn't even Jamaican. She was from Brooklyn. She was from Brooklyn. (laughs) She was like. She went to Metro Tech High. Oh my God! A lot of our listeners are young, and they may not know who Miss no, Cleo was. No, no. Miss Cleo was this television personality who she was a television psychic, basically, and mm-hmm. she ran these commercials, infomercials, all the time, like advertising. Her big thing was like, "Call me now. Oh. You want to know about love? I tell you about oh, love." I, I, I can't impersonate Jamaica. Call me now. That's all I remember. Call yeah. me now. Yeah, but she all got busted. This whole like thing It was yeah. crazy. Anyway, but she's a big joke now. Yeah. So call me now. I guess she didn't see the bust coming, did she? No. <laughs> she was too busy being a personality. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, yeah, but getting back to Facebook, you know, it is a community that serves. A lot of the emails we get are about people who feel alone and isolated. We get a lot of those. Yeah. Um, a lot of people live in small towns, and they're the only, they think they're the only pagan around, and they feel, you know, like out of place or whatever. We, you read that email to me before, and I was saying there's safety in numbers. Just meet all the people that you can that you share a common interest with. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to Lucky, you don't have to go around talking about paganism 24-7. You know, that's only who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to. And We'll, we'll get to yourself. that when we do the listener emails because you had some really good responses to Memory Seeker's email, and we can, mm-hmm. we can share that with people. Okay. Um, but before we get on to he intuition... He told me to shut up is what he did. I did. I said, Cállate la boca, puta. Don't spoil it. <laughs> um, but it's been, it, it's been a long time since our last podcast. It has been. The last time we were talking about Beltane. Yeah, we were talking about Beltane. Midsummer has already come and gone. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, pretty amazing. But it was nice, you know? It was, it was nice to kind of get a break, frankly. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I thought that you got into a relationship. I said, oh, here we go. Lucky's in a relationship. You don't hear from him. Oh, yeah, that's your, that's have, your thing. I have to wait for him to break up. <laughs> And then I'll hear, and, but no, that wasn't the case. Not, not entirely. I mean, I, I was in a relationship with someone who I shouldn't have been in a relationship with, um, but I didn't know it at the time until it was too late. Um, well, it's well, never it's too, late, too late, right? Yeah. So I got out of it when I got tired of it. But um, that wasn't really the only reason. I was just, I was really busy with well, work. Well, that's just me. That's just the way, you know, oh, he's in a relationship. <laughs> he doesn't want to be bothered with the world right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, if only. But I, but I always think about the podcast, mm-hmm. even when I'm in a relationship. That you know, pod, relationship, food, podcast. That's it. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, but yeah. it's something like that. Or sometimes I'll read something, or I'll think of something, and oh, that would be great for the podcast, you know. And I have like this book of notes, mm-hmm. and they're all. Where like, is that book of notes? It's in my drawer at work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Guess so, yeah. You know, well, I, I write a bunch of things down on my phone yeah, too. So I, I write things that I think would be relevant, or I'll get an idea and I'll say, "Ooh, you know, maybe we could work around this," or mm-hmm. because it does become part of your thought process. Yeah. So we have lots and lots and lots and lots more podcasts to do. So don't worry, people. This we ain't going anywhere. Uh uh-uh. uh 
We're staying. We're staying. We're, and, and we just get it out when we get it out. You know, it's like it's like taking a shit. You just you take it when you need to. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Unless you take X-Lax, but that's this not a, really a, a an log cast. A log. A log cast. <laughs> Crunchy. I'm casting a log. Crunchy All right, cake. <laughs> I love that cake that's called the cat litter box cake. Have you seen that? Where you, like, take Tootsie Rolls and you roll them in this, like, it looks like kitty cat litter. No. Cat box oh. crunchies. <sighs> my ki- my dog, my dachshund used to eat that. He used to love going oh, to the cat for, box. Oh, it's for it's for animals. It's for people. It's for people. Yeah, you, you make it. It's that. It's, people eat it. It's great. It, there's a recipe. Look it up online. Really? Litter box cake. Litter box cake. <laughs> okay. All right. That'd be cool. Like, you, you go into a party, you make a litter box cake, and then you bring it in, a like, a new litter box. And yes. you say, here, this yes. is... This is for you guys. Yes. And then you're the only one who eats it because everybody's grossed out. Yeah, but it's really delicious. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's like chicken ass, k- kitty litter cake. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be some menu. And menu and uh, semen mashed potatoes. <laughs> no, it's milk. Oh, and right. <laughs> <laughs> breast, breast milk mashed potatoes. potatoes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Did you do anything for midsummer? No, I just lit a candle. You know, it's like I like doing the solitary thing, but when when we have sabbats, I like to belong to a group. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you hear my birds? I do hear your birds, but I'm afraid to go over there because they'll shut up as soon as no, I get close. One of them might close. die. One of them did die. I know. Tell, t- you were joking last you episode. Last? You said nobody plays any bets on how long these birds are going to last, and sure enough, one of them died. If I'd bet, I would have won. Yeah, like how long ago was the? Well, if y'all remember. The last podcast, I think it was the last podcast, we were talking about my new parakeets. We've been talking about your parakeets for the last three podcasts. Oh, dead ones, you know. <laughs> so for my cousin gave me two more because the, the original one died. So she gave me two more with a nice Which cage. you blamed on Granny Licious. Yeah. And then four days later... One of them was on the bottom. Of, no, no, he died in my hands. He died in my arms because I saw uh-huh. him was sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to revive him. but That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> so I brought him back to, to Petland or Petco, whatever. And I got a new bird. And they're pretty happy. They're so far so good. Why don't you just go out with a net and like catch a pigeon and, and bring that in instead of supporting these pet shops? No, because pigeons are like rats with wings. Pigeons are dirty. They're scavengers. They eat any shit from the garbage. They fly around. They're, they're not. They're doves. Originally, but then they, they just mutated into some fucking disgusting. No, they're dirty. They're so dirty if that's animals. what happens to birds that live in the city, what, what happens to people that live in the city? We're mutating too. No, that's maybe you're talking about a homeless person. Oh. We're not eating out of garbage. And pigeons are just, they're just, you know, they're not. They're not uh, domesticated. They're like out in the wild eating whatever. They're winged riffraff. You know. <laughs> so they're like rats with wings. Okay. I mean, if you were out in the country and the birds are eating berries off trees or bushes or whatever, that's a different story. Yeah. But in the city, uh-uh. They're like hitting up the crack vials. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably eating, yeah, mm-hmm. ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, was, when I was a kid growing up in the Bronx, we um, raised pigeons. We had mm-hmm. a pigeon coop. Mm-hmm. and all that, and then we would go to Pelham Bay and let the pigeons fly home. We had homing pigeons, but oh. that's different. 
I'm talking about pigeons in the wild. How very aristocratic of you. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, like a falconer. Yeah, we had a yeah, we had pigeons and we raised them and we would race them. It was fun. Did you eat them? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> watch out, parakeets. Just watch out. Your yeah. days are numbered. Here I go with another one of my childhood stories. We had we had pigeons. We had this nice coop, and uh, this lady that lived down in the corner house. She was old, and uh, she came. How over. old was she? She was maybe, so old. Maybe eighty. She was old. Damn, that's old. To us, it was old because we were like, what, 12? Mm. 12-year-old kids. Mm. Anyway, so she comes over, and um, she wanted to buy a pigeon. So we sold her our best tiplet. This was a beautiful pigeon. Tiplet? It's, it's the breed, the type of type of. Uh, oh, pigeon. listen, you're not just making this shit up. You, you actually know something. No, I know all about pigeons. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a beautiful. So uh, the next thing I know, she invites us over to her house. She wanted to share the soup that she made with our pigeon. Because in, for her, this was like, oh, wow, these kids are growing pigeons. It's better than going to the, um, the butcher. Hmm. So she wrung his neck and made soup out of the... Uh, Did she ask you first? No, she just bought it. I didn't know what she was going to do with oh, it. Oh, how sad. Yeah, and she was like old school. And my mother would hmm. tell me, you know, go over to Masa's house and uh, ask mm-hmm. her for a pepper. Mm-hmm. She'd go in the yard and get the pepper, hmm. you know. That reminds me of a childhood story of my own um, involving a puppy and a neighbor that we had who made puppy soup one day. Oh, stop. <laughs> that was granny. <laughs> that was granny-licious. Uh. You know, she called me the other day, believe it or not. Oh, God. She did. She left me a voice message uh, saying that she was, uh, she said something about Burning Man. I don't, she was. I like to burn her, man. (laughs) (laughs) She said something about Burning Man and volcanoes again, and then um, said she would be around sometime soon. Oh, my God. Well, let me know so I could disappear. You know. I I will let you know, but I think you should talk. I I think, I don't, I, 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 you know, I just. I don't like how that whole situation is. It's very upsetting to me because I care about both of you and I just wish you both could get along. Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. As long as she stays away from your parakeets, right? Yeah. This is my little baby. Look at how cute they are. Aren't they cute? They are cute. These ones, they're actually more alive than the others that you had. Well, no. What happened was when you saw them the first time, I had just gotten them. So they weren't used to being in the cage. They were, like, freaking out, remember? Mm-hmm. I had just gotten them. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of them, you know, kicked the bucket. So it's been how long since then? Mm. And now they're used to each other, and they, they're so cute. Yeah, they're chasing know? each other around yeah. the, the cage. And when they fly around the apartment, they fly together, and they land together. And, and if one of them is on the other side of the apartment, the other one will chirp, like, you know, where are you? So it's cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Aww. Who would have thought that I'd be like a bird lover? But. I yeah, everyone's getting exotic pets now. I'm not that birds are exotic, but no, they they parakeets. are. A lot of people don't keep birds. It's kind of a weird thing to I know, do. Yeah. Um, and I have another friend who has a chinchilla farm in her apartment now. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, they're so cute. They're the, they're the cutest, most adorable things ever. Except they keep eating through so everything. They chill, keep eating her books and wires and everything. Yeah, they're like I don't know. They're really cute. Very yeah. cute and very smart. Oh, all right. And I bet they taste good. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> so um, I did some midsummer stuff. What'd you do? You know, I did. Uh, I did a wonderful um, 
ritual with my my uh, coven, mm-hmm. and I'm in a coven now again. I think we talked about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And <sighs> we had a really wonderful um, nighttime ritual. Nice. With yeah. the you know fairies and things. It was really beautiful. Cool. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I miss about not belonging to a coven. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to belong to a coven like just for the Sabbaths, mm-hmm. four times a year. <laughs> you should start one. Start a coven, the four times a year coven. Yeah, you know, we meet every Sabbath and that's it. And then, you know, because it, 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 it does lend more Every energy. other Sabbath. Huh? Every other Sabbath if you're only meeting four times a year. Oh, there are eight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Clearly Sa- you were just talking about Sam the cross-quarter Hain. festivals. Oh, Sam Hain, you know. <laughs> Sam Hain, Christmas, Easter, and uh, what's that other one? Mm, oh, Sam Hain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like more, there's more energy involved, and it's, you know, you get more out of it, you know, but I do my thing. Yeah, you've been connecting with nature. You went out to the beach recently a couple times. Yeah, I went to, uh, let me see, a couple of, about a month ago, I don't know, we went to um, Brighton Beach, and then we from there, we walked to Coney Island. Coney Island was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, I, I went there recently with the new rides and the, yeah. I went on the cyclone Astro again. Land or whatever. Yeah. The, yeah uh-huh. And um, Astro Land hadn't even opened yet. We walked by and we looked in, but it hadn't opened yet. Yeah. And then we went again, um, I think it was last week. During the mermaid parade? No, I missed the mermaid parade. Thank goodness. I hate that thing. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. You know, you know what I want to do? I wanted to, um, you know, get a bunch of people dressed up like mermaids and then call it Wiccan of the Sea. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Wiccan of the Sea. <laughs> so stupid. Instead of Chicken of the Sea. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. We yeah. should have an Eat My Pagan Ass float. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be I'd fun? Be Think of all those people that would, like, see the float and subscribe to our podcast after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll add that to our list of big ideas and big schemes. I know, big things to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm. So we happy. Should, oh, we should have like our own parade. Just like one float mm. and go down Second Avenue. Uh-huh. It's just us. Yeah, like the, the Mitzvah Mobile. Right. We talked about that. We'll just have a van with like our big faces ass on it, it and <laughs> a big ass. <laughs> big ass on it. EatMyVeganAss.com. We'll just advertise. A big chicken ass, a big, <laughs> a big turkey ass. <laughs> oh god um so happy midsummer everyone yes to all you yeah for those of you who don't know what midsummer is for shame yeah it's uh the time of the year when uh the day is at its longest and the tide begins to turn again and the nights grow longer right Hey, when I was out in Chicago uh, recently, I, I met up with some folks. Well, I met up with a person. I, let me not exaggerate. One person, but he's like one of the heads of the Brotherhood of the Phoenix, which is this gay men's spiritual movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty interesting because I was talking about, in our last conversation, last podcast, we were talking about how in New York, like the pagan stores have kind of all closed down and they're just it's just not what it used to be. Yeah. And I asked him, what was the scene like in Chicago? What was the pagan scene like there in Chicago? And he said, well, you know, really there's not that much going on. There's There's kind of one male-female couple that had been like, the most prominent there Mm -hmm. Um, but apparently there was some drama recently and that kind of whole thing has gotten ridiculous and he said that it was really the the gay men were the 
most active in really? the, the Chicago community at this point. So mm-hmm. I find that interesting. Now, here, he's a gay man it telling kinda, me this. It kind of makes sense, though. I don't, I don't know why, but when you said that, I totally agreed, but why? Hmm. But it makes sense that the gay men would have more of a stronghold on, on uh, paganism. Really? That but see, I don't, it, it, it would I, be. I, don't it, ask me why I say that, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just. You think I wouldn't? I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. You know, really? okay. um, I I would sure love to. You know, for for vanity purposes, as yeah. a gay man, to say yes, of course, we're more in touch or in right. tune or more yeah. powerful, any of that shit. I think everyone has an equal connection to the divine. So I'm just I'm more dismayed that there's. No, I don't mean that. there's a decline, again, in Chicago, as there is here in New York. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's, I don't know, it's just, you would think living in New York, we have everything here. Mm -hmm. You know, all you have to do is look at it's there. Like drag queens and cheese shops jacking off. (laughs) He called me. (laughs) He did? I haven't heard. He called you out of the blue. I haven't heard from him in years. Oh, as That's a, crazy. Listen to our last podcast. Carmen tells us all about this like guy who pays drag queens to jack off in a cheese shop, and Carmen used to go when she's a kid and watch. He called you out of the blue? Out of the, I swear to God, about a week ago. I, you see, you are a powerful witch. <laughs> Maybe I should talk about money. A million dollars, yeah. Yeah, you'll get a tax bill for a million dollars. <laughs> you know, that was really weird. But, um... Well, wait, what were we saying about the paganism declining? Oh, in New York, you can really find anything that you want. And it's so difficult to find a coven. I don't, I mean, I meet other pagans and this and that. And, but to find a, God, what's going on? And then all the bookstores are closing down and the magical shops. And I don't know what's happening. I think you should start one. I think you're at a point yeah. in your life where you have a clear idea about what you're looking for and you haven't found it out there and it's because maybe it needs to come from within and you could you could start mm-hmm. it for yourself. Yeah, get a little bookstore going. A little you got the creds. I mean, you got the creds. You can do it. <laughs> I don't think you need to get a bookstore. That seems to be the old model, you know, with the internet now. And I think that's part of the yeah. reason, where, like with new technology, new connection, the centers of community mm. have have there's no need for them uh at least not the same need like i think there's new needs and they're evolving and i think we'll find ways to come together again and some communities out there may have already figured that out and if you have share that with us and let us know but in new york mm-mm, it's tough it's nothing happening it's just like nil yeah you got to go out to long island you something like that but yeah. not in the city you know, Random. unless there's like all this crazy high powered secret shit and we're just out of the loop because nobody likes us. Well, no, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> don't I, take our word for it. Maybe I, we're I, just ignorant. I think that there might be all this secret shit going on. Yes. Like all these powerful covens, but they want to be taken seriously. So they're not going to be advertising on freaking witch box, witch box or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you got to be introduced by a friend or, you know, which is to me makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's not like. Because if if they're really that serious, why would you, oh yeah you want to join yeah come on in not sure you know yeah no no we have it's, a Grove class starting next week yeah it's probably seasoned witches that don't need Grove they get together and do their thing mm-hmm. that's that's more of the impression that I get which I I can but I but why haven't I met one person like that it's just yeah I don't know you know really I don't know 
I think I think that maybe that is maybe that is true. Maybe there are groups. I'm sure there are. You know, my group really isn't. We don't have a high profile at all. We're a new group and dealing with lots of those issues of mm-hmm. you know a new formation, new group mind is forming and all these things. But at the same time, I would think that any if there are established groups that have a strong tradition or you know a good ethic and mm-hmm. you know are cohesive and everything, that's all well and good. But you do have. A responsibility to the next generation of people and at some point you need to open up and bring in new blood to make sure that you know pe- people are getting a quality education in well, witchcraft you know maybe it's like like what like the carpenters union where <laughs> you're, you're a carpenter uh-huh. and your father is in the union and the only way you're getting in you know what I mean? Maybe it's something like that you get, where you're sponsored you, you by have someone. to be sponsored, right? Yeah. You know, because I just can't. Well, believe. that goes back to the old model. That's that's the that's the original Gardnerian model, where you have to someone has to vouch for you, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, these people. I'm sure there has to be some covens around where they've been around for 50 years, mm-hmm. and it's just you know. Nobody wants us in there, Kevin. That's why we well, haven't heard They don't it. want me in there. <laughs> my loud mouth. I know. They're like, that, those podcasters? I don't think we should bring them in because we're going to be the subject of <laughs> talking, their next episode. Talking all kinds of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking. Yeah, and the high priestess, she's full of shit. And- <laughs> We've earned our reputation, so we have to live with it. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's all right. It's no matter to us, right? No, no. no. I, mean, you know, I don't care. I'm a coven of one, baby. How about you? I'm a coven of one, you know? Word to the mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but I I enjoy myself to everything, and I do what I got to do. But like I said earlier, it's it's, it's sometimes it's nice to get together with a group of people, like especially um, like Lunasa. I love Lunasa. Mm. And, what well, I'm going to play games by myself? I mean, you have to have, you mm. know, other people to enjoy that with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it has its pros and its cons. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to find what's, what's good for you. Yeah. And, and always remember that there's really no such thing as perfection. You know, there's only progress. And um, you got to cut a lot of slack, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with others and find the groove, as it were, and find your place in it and, and push things along. Right. And if you, if you uh, hang out with other people that are pagan, who said it has to be a coven? Just like you can get a bunch of people to go to a movie, you can do the same thing, go to the park and have a ritual. You, mm. you, you really don't need, you know, and, and, and it doesn't have to be a perfectly orchestrated ritual. Do what you want. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you're going there to pay homage. Right. And then you do it your way. Whatever way is good for you, do it. Yeah. You know, yep. it's a, the... My philosophy is if you My philosophy it, is my philosophy be <laughs> if you enjoy it and it's, it makes you feel do it. You know, if if you feel like doing your ritual this way, don't worry about what some book says. Yeah. You know, as long as you as long as you all agree, uh-huh. fine. Yeah. You know? It's it really, you know, the, all all the ritual and all that as important as it is, it's really all about getting to a certain state of mind, you know, in mm-hmm. a certain um, level of connection and awareness, um, levels of connection and awareness, I should say rather. And, um, in that, whatever gets you there, you know, do it. And it can be, it can be really simple. It can be really simple. You can, you can all get together and sing a song. Yeah. What song would you like to sing? I don't know. 
That's Which so is a great song by Abby Spinner, but we don't want to sing that it's now. Just, we, we, we overkill. Been done. It was a nice song, but it was just too much, too many times. Yeah. No, but let's say you're doing a ritual. Let's say you're doing a, uh, a Yule ritual or something. Or how about want. Midsummer? Midsummer. What's a good song for Midsummer? Uh, I don't know. You get an appropriate song that you all agree on and yeah. you sing it. Yeah. Like for Yule, I was going to say, you could, you could sing Here Comes the Sun. Mm-hmm. Or anything appropriate. If if you, when when we did that love ritual, we sang um, Venus. That was a wonderful, yeah. Wasn't that a cool ritual? That was a cool ritual. Yeah. Venus on the mountaintop. She's yeah. got it. <laughs> My baby, she's got it. And, you know, it's it's pop music, but it's a, an appropriate song, and everybody had a good time. And, and it raised the energy. Everyone yes. danced. And, and that's the important thing, to raise the energy. I forgot about that. And everyone was laughing and just having right. a good time. And the energy was definitely raised, yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, oh, my God, it's like, does this thing have a pulse? (laughs) You know, really? So it's all, it's all about making what works for you. There's no, there's no right way. There's no wrong way. You don't have to belong to a coven. You don't have to be solitary. You, you, it's, it is what you want it to be. That's the beauty of it. There's no right or no no wrong way. And there you go. That's, that's karma's philosophy. My phala- my falafel, my falafel fee. Falafel. <laughs> my, my falafel. F- what is that? My falafel. 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 What is that? Falafel. Well, you know. Philosophy. <laughs> She's a lady and a scholar. <laughs> Who are you calling a lady? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, switching up gears now, let's talk about intuition. Okay. What is it? When do you know it's happening? And what should you do with it? What do you feel? <laughs> what do you feel about intuition? Hmm. Some people are more intuitive than others. Uh-huh. But that's only because they listen to their intuition more. Mm-hmm. You know, some pe- everybody's intuitive. Everybody gets a gut feeling like... No, don't go there. And then you go and you get mugged. And you say, oh, shit, I should have listened to myself. But those people who are more intuitive are the ones that listen to themselves more. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got it. You just have to listen to yourself more. Mm -hmm. So I call intuition listening to the whispers before they turn into shouts. Hmm. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. I got a lot of intuitive flashes and... Sometimes I listen, sometimes I don't. And most of the times that I listen to myself, I'm right. I'm, I say, oh, I'm glad I did that, mm-hmm. you know. 
especially with relationships. Mm. If something doesn't seem right, then it's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's your higher self giving you a, a heads up. Like, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't go there. This guy's crazy, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I could definitely relate to that. Just uh, recent mm-hmm. recent situation where, you know, somebody uh, came into my life and said a lot of things about who they were and, and, and what they were and what they could do. And things just weren't panning out. Like the reality wasn't panning out with what they were saying. And I immediately... So did, you have a, did you have a gut reaction? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, immediately I did. Mm. Immediately. But I chose to ignore that. My first gut reaction was like, yeah, right. That's and like, you know, you know I'm, I'm getting off track a little bit. But so that people understand, when you take a test, you're taking a multiple choice, and you don't know the answer, whatever comes to your mind first... That's your answer. Don't go back and change it because it's usually right. Hmm. You know, um, if you don't, you don't know the answer anyway. So whatever comes into your head, A, B, or C, and you pick B, when you're going over your test to make sure you didn't make any mistakes, all those ones that you weren't sure, leave them alone. Because most, nine times out of ten, it's the right answer. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's intuition at work. That's scientifically proven? <laughs> Actually, it is. <laughs> That's my summative philosophies. Simulfific. What you said. What he what she said. What she said. So yeah, so I was just saying that you should listen to your intuitions. Mm-hmm. You know, we we's all got that voice inside of ourselves that be telling us, you know, yes, no, that sort of thing. And it's easy to, you know, forget that and to ignore it if if what it's telling us isn't what we want to have happen or what we want to be true. Mm-hmm. But but the truth is that if you don't listen to your intuition, you're gonna get your head bu- bust up. Somebody's gonna bust a cap in your head. It's just gonna happen, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> It's true. You know, like I was in my baby daddy crackdown and and I had this intuition saying that I should I should leave the crack den right then. You know, cuz I just had a bad feeling just come over me. I was I was cracked out high, you know, of course cuz I don't really smoke the crack, but yeah, everyone else around me was smoking so the crack. Contact. That's right, contact high. And I was doing my nails and then I just this voice, you know, I had this voice, her name is Laquita mm-hmm. and she's in my head and she says shit to me, you know? Like you got one of them voices? Yes. Quesadilla. Quesadilla. Okay, so Quesa is like quesadilla, right? Okay. So I, I got Lucrita and she's in my head and she's like, Get the fuck out that bitch, get out. Mm-hmm. The, the the pigs is on their way. Mm, see that? Mm-hmm. So did you go? No, I stayed there. And wouldn't you know it, the pig came. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you in a crack house? <laughs> Everybody's smoking, making noise, yep. music, mm-hmm. and your intuition said, you better go. Right. Wow. And I didn't listen. Now, fortunately, I didn't get busted because I was actually out on a fire escape at the time. Mm. Uh, I was hooking up with some guy. He was out on a fire escape with me from upstairs mm. apartment. And so when, when the police came, when the police came, they, they came and they arrested up all my friends and my baby daddy. But you, but you were safe. I was safe. I didn't get it. So oh. my intuition actually okay. didn't help me. Mm-hmm. It tried, What's but... What's your name again? Laquisha? Laquita, girl. Get it right. Loquacious? Yo, I don't mess with your name. No, I can't, I, I'm call your bitch, you know, case of Dwilla and case hey. of Dorilla, okay? Tortilla, all that shit, hey. okay? So get chill, it right. Laquita. All right, chill out. I'm just saying, because I got to be protected my intuition, because my intuition tried to save my ass, and I, well, I ignored her. intuition when I kick your ass? Uh, my intuition was telling me right now to fuck your ass up. Try it. <laughs> fuck you up, bitch. Oh, snap. 
snap intuition yeah so that's all i'm saying so you know like when your intuition say shit to you just listen you just listen and don't argue and do what it say okay so my intuition is like oh, i don't want to talk to you no more me <laughs> oh, snap no fine this will be the lucky licious podcast okay <laughs> hey everybody karma's dead now this is a lucky licious podcast got, what you like now she got capped <laughs> <laughs> No, but intuition is a lifesaver. How many people, seriously, I mean, I, I bet you all the listeners out there are th- thinking right now, yeah, I remember this time this happened, that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll do a tarot reading. And, it, it, you know, it's always about relationships. And I'll get the moon a lot. And the moon is like. Oh, you know, crazy, fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to sidetrack your question here, but. Who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. Oh, pull another card. No, I don't want to pull another card. This one says, this is crazy, right? So people tend to do that. People tend to rationalize and want a different answer. Oh, right, I get it. So you get you the answer. You, you don't like the answer. So you're going to pull another card until you get the okay, answer that yeah. you're looking for. So you're in denial when you say no. So it's the same thing when, when your intuition says... But that's the moon. It's a, the moon is self delusion, right? Isn't yeah, that funny? So, and people, no, 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 pull another card. Pull, yeah. All right, pull another card, and it's like the ten of swords. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Wait, keep going. going. Seventy two cards later. Okay, Sun. it's the sun. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. So it's 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 the same thing when your rational mind or your ego really says no, 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 my. Oh, that's crazy. He's mm-hmm. a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's attentive, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, what an asshole. I should have listened to myself, mm-hmm. you know. What a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, you have to listen to your intuition. And that doesn't always mean to not go there, but tread lightly. Like if you, if you think something is not going to be right, just weigh it out. And if you see things are not going in the direction you wanted, then you know it's your intuition was correct. And whatever you do, always wear a condom. Always. Intuition, no intuition. <laughs> right. Whatever. Never believe what people say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liars. Liars. <laughs> Liars. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's do some listener emails. What do you say? Okay. All right. So we got an email from Brooke Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. And she said, um, let's see, you guys are great. Just wanted to bounce an idea off you. I was thinking about starting a vlog or podcast uh, specifically for teen Wiccans since I'm one myself. I know how hard it can be to feel like part of the Wiccan community. And I wanted to create something especially for teens. Thoughts, comments, opinions? So, um, I think. What do you think of that, Carmen? I think it's a wonderful idea. Because all the people that will be subscribing to your blog will be Team Wiccans, and then you can have meetups and shit like that, and then hopefully you'll meet each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know how lonely it could be for some people. You yes. Know? And, um, you know, you feel isolated, and if you subscribe to a blog that's like what Brooke describes these are all people you know that have the same interests that you do mm-hmm. you know and then you could start talking to people in in your town in your community because not not everybody on the blog is going to live in the same neighborhood so you could hook up with people in your own area mm-hmm. 
You know, so I think it's a good idea. I and think it's a good idea. Oh. Share ideas. Mm-hmm. And if she does uh, videos, you know, the vlog, then maybe she could teach, you know, how to anoint a candle or whatever, you know. And mm. I think visual education is easier to understand and see as opposed to reading a book. Mm-hmm. I saw this really awesome thing on YouTube. It was some girl who was teaching people how to do eye makeup like Lady Gaga. And it was like oh, step yeah. by step. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So you could do the same thing with like candle magic and right. whatever. Because how are you going to learn how to do that kind of eye makeup by reading it? Right. It's, it's easier when you do a video. Yeah. So, yeah, candle magic or casting a circle or, mm-hmm. you know, fundamental stuff. I think yeah. it would be a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a coincidence that she brings up, you know, Teen Wiccans because I just saw on, on the Disney Family Channel um, this past <laughs> weekend they aired Teen Witch. Hey, cheerleaders, I got the new cheer. So fab. And that is a, it's a really corny movie. It's got Dick Sargent from the old Bewitched in it oh, as the yeah. father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got, what was that, Esmer, Z- Z- Zelda, Zesmeralda, whatever, the little lady from Poltergeist, you know? Okay. This house is clean. <laughs> Remember her? Well, she's in it. She plays this old witch in, yeah. in, the, in the movie. I like boys. I like and it's, it's such a corny, corny, corny movie. And it... It was kind of like, I was like fun going along with it for a while. And then the ending is just, it sucks. Totally, totally. And in fact, it bombed. My my roommate was telling me that it cost like more than $2 million to produce. And it grossed something like $76,000. Oh my God. Wow. (laughs) What a dread. Something like that. What was that? It was on a Disney channel and it was a series about this girl that went to witch school. Oh, what was the name of that? It wasn't... Was it the British show? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I remember there was the, yeah there was a show in, from England with these girls. It was like a girls' school, and they yeah, all, yeah it, that was really cool. Right, it was really cool. And I I usually don't like British stuff, the accent and uh, and the teeth. But yeah, and all of that. But but it was a good show, and I really enjoyed it. And it was on Disney Channel of all channels. Yeah, it was really good. Well, yeah. Disney is pretty magical. Mm-hmm. It sure know. is. That Magic Kingdom and all yeah, of that. So it's it's yeah. all up there, Ali. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, good idea, Brooke. Go for it. Definitely. And from what I hear and see from her emails, she's very talented. And I think she would be a good um, role model for for uh, teen Wiccans, you know. Mm-hmm. And keep sending us your artwork. We love it. Yeah, this is where I can get my apartment done with <laughs> on, on the cheap. So we got another email from someone named Falling June who's 15 years old and... Um, you know, was raised Christian and, and found paganism and really got into it and explored a bunch of different paths and worked with the different pantheons and goddess and goddesses. Um, loves to do the magic, loves to row, but has since lost um, any kind of sense of connection with higher power and, and really doesn't feel like there is a divine divinity behind um, the work and, and now at this point is an atheist. And so she's asking, you know, she's really into astrology and considers herself spiritual, but um, is it possible to be a pagan and an atheist? <laughs> I, I don't know. Anything is possible, but if you ask me, I think it's an oxymoron. How can you be, how can you be spiritual and not believe in the divine? I don't know. What I don't do you, know. It's a good question. I don't, I don't think it is possible because mm-hmm. that's the whole basis of spiritual. Spirit 
duality and the word spirit is in there so that's the essence of it 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 could it could be um june that you're just not resonating with the anthropomorphized deities that we find in the different pantheons you know humanoid figures with faces names histories characters stories you know things like that um but you mentioned in your email that you enjoy connecting with the earth and and working earth energies and that is a higher power that is Mm -hmm. a higher consciousness there's gaia consciousness and you're a part of that and just tapping into that is maybe what you're looking for because i think um some of the pantheons are are humanized so that so that we could relate to them, you know. So I think you are on a higher consciousness than that, you mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. um, I think I think you'll get your answer when you understand more, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I don't think you could be an atheist and right. be spiritual. I just don't. I mean, just just keep going, looking within. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the the charge of the goddess tells you to look within yourself to find, mm-hmm. you know, the knowledge that you seek and. Um, just remember that we're a mystery and how the fuck did we get here and how is it possible to exist right. at all right. and do we exist right. you know there's a mystery there and I mean, behind that mystery is something much larger than us we're just a bunch of lights you know it's, it's, it's we're tentacles you know, we're, on a big you know, octopusy <laughs> we 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 have made up all these gods and goddesses to give ourselves answers to questions that we didn't know the answers to but and you come up with a very important one you know you're obviously a deep thinker to, you know the, you're just not accepting what they tell you mm-hmm. you know but just keep seeking and you you know you'll get the answer from from within mm-hmm. trust your intuition like we were just saying mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you will find your answer mm-hmm. you, i don't think anybody could tell you because telling you telling you something is one thing knowing it is something different you have it's, like I could tell you, don't touch the fire because it's gonna hurt. That you're not learning anything by me telling you not to touch it. When you touch it and you feel the pain, now you know it and you understand it. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll you'll get it for yourself. Yeah. So is it impossible to be an atheist and pagan? No, of course it's not no. impossible. No, it's not impossible. But my what I believe, it's kind of mm-hmm. strange. I don't you're know. likely to get something more out of it if you if you. Don't lose sight of the fact that there is a possibility of connecting with something higher than yourself and that you can establish a relationship with, with that higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, at my midsummer ritual, we did this thing where we offered to the fairies. There was a moment there when I made my offering and, and entered into a dialogue with them. They were listening. They were there. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, I'm a, I'm a rational guy. I'm, you know, whatever not some crazy religious kook um, who just follows things blindly. I'm, I'm, I'm very scientific about my approach to paganism and my spirituality. I'm very analytical about it, as well as experiential, but analytical. And this was real. The energy changed, mm-hmm. and something inside of me changed, and I knew that I wasn't just talking to nothing. Something was there and listening. Right, yeah. So just keep looking. Yeah, exactly. And don't be frustrated if you don't, if you don't make that connection, you know, right now, don't, don't give up and, and don't even consciously, you know, seek it out, you know, just, just listen. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Getting there is half the fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Just like an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we got an email from Memory Seeker. I recently, because of you two, came out of the broom closet and nearly everyone that was close to me accepted it and embraced this new part of me. Poking around my school, found some other pagans. It's all great, uh, but then realized that these pagans were afraid to meet or talk openly about their paganism and then um, that there's a lot of like shouting and cursing and, and some religious oppression going on uh, this must be I don't know is it probably in the south or something I don't know if we did, did they say that did he say that Hi. southern town yes uh, where harsh Baptist teens and adults run everything and uh, paganism is frowned upon so the question is um, you know I'd like to gather these people together in hopes to make them feel secure knowing that we have numbers but my nerves are starting to get to me, and I was wondering if either of you two ever had trouble like this that you had to overcome. Thanks so much. I think we all go through this in one way or another. How old did she say she was? 15? 17. 17. Oh, who's... Oh, the, the, 15 the, was the other one, June. The other one, yeah. But we all go through that, and it's just finding a place that you feel secure. To me, you have to be who you are. And if you feel strongly about being pagan, then nobody should stop you. You know, of course, you have to be cautious because, you know, you don't want to get burned at the stake or run out of town or whatever these people do these days. Burned at the stake. <laughs> or you don't want to be ostracized. Nobody wants to be ostracized. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everything else. It's like everything else is different. You always have to be true to yourself, but at the same time, you want to protect yourself, you know? If I were you, I'd move to New York and say, fuck you all, you know? Yeah, get out of Mayberry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Move out of Mayberry. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You know, but you can't do that right now. Sometimes that's not um, practical. Your family's there, whatever. But there's safety in numbers. Just meet other people. Even if you have one close friend that's like you, that's all you really need. Yeah. And eventually, you know, things will start to change and develop, and you won't give a shit anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And and also, if if there really is a problem and the community really is harassing um, Why would you want to be the young there? people, you could reach out to, you know, Witchvox. Um, they have a journalistic team that would probably cover the story and mm -hmm. could get you some attention. But, you know, be careful what you wish for. I would right. I would only recommend that if there were real violations of civil liberties going on right. and, you know, people were actually being abused and uh, tortured or whatever it is, right. you know, the, none of that none of that would be tolerated no matter what. I mean, there, there are a lot of protective measures and institutions in place in this country right. to protect any groups like that so you know take advantage of that if it gets really bad but for now you know just it's gonna happen shit hang, hang out with your little friends you yeah. know do what you gotta do yeah. and don't become so um some sometimes i feel like there's like a victimization mentality going on we're not victims we're just what we're nothing we, we you know we want to live our lives a certain way and, and we can't we always can't you know Everybody has some kind of bullshit going on, you know, but my thing is be true to yourself, know who you are, always know how to stand up for yourself. You know, a lot of people um, let other people bully them. That's a form of bullying, you know, and mm -hmm. people just take it and they don't fight back. You have to learn how to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying you have to go out with a gun and, you know, just tell... Just Definitely to, don't go out with a gun. You know, just learn how to stand up for yourself, tell people to shut up and... You know, whatever, yeah. uh, you know. Tell, tell them you'll pray for them. Yeah, that'll really get them. <laughs> so I'll pray, for, I'll pray you. for you. I'll pray for you to have understanding and compassion yeah. in your heart like the good Lord Jesus demands. <laughs> and then they'll think you're Christian and yeah. they'll leave you alone. Yeah. 
you know so oh, whatever you know when i was growing up gay you know of course i had problems like i wasn't accepted in my family i wasn't yeah, accepted see. in my you know my classmates and you know things used to come up and i remember the day it really finally fucking got to me and i broke it was we were in a class and we were discussing you know hiv in the united states and the ethics mm-hmm. of of um treat treating hiv mm-hmm. and we were asked to say you know who deserves treatment more um a, a heroin junkie um, who got infected from a dirty needle, a gay man who got infected from unsafe sex, or a pregnant mother who was infected by you know her cheating husband or who accidentally got a blood transfusion mm. you know that so it was accidental and you know the immediate response from everyone was, "Oh well, of course, the pregnant mother because it wasn 't her fault she didn 't do anything right. and you know the heroin junkie and the faggot you know just you know they brought it on themselves, so I fucking lost it you know and I was in <laughs> high school, and I was like enough of this shit because yeah. i 've been listening to their shit for years, you know, right. and it was like enough, enough, and I was like you know where 's where's your sense of humanity you know where's your sense of compassion you know can't you see the bigger picture and and how can you make an ethical judgment like that and they they all were still assholes and stuck by their guns but i felt yeah but you didn't want to change them you you wanted to change you and how you felt about it because when once you feel good about yourself and you don't care what other people think you can move on Mm -hmm. because these people are always going to think that way Mm -hmm. but after a while it doesn't affect you anymore you don't care you are who you are Mm -hmm. you know and that's what young people have to realize that it doesn't matter what you think of me it's what i think of me what you think of me is none of my business that's right (laughs) well a long time ago we got this email it was pretty heavy and we laid it down and we had to do some work on it so bad that we haven't responded we haven't responded and we keep talking about it so finally carmen's going to say something about it this this is um michelle from um canada from canada and he had emailed us a while back and i was going to email him back and we didn't do it and this and that so i i did throw he wanted a tarot reading and michelle i hope you're listening you probably got sick and tired of waiting um and your issue is probably over by now i hope but i did see something about the this court case and from what I gathered, it's going to end soon and that it would be in your favor. And I did see a lot of nice things coming up ahead. I didn't see any perfection yet. You know, um, do you still have his email? Yeah. All right. I don't remember all the details, but I did see that things were going to start to um, look better, brighten up. And it would be right around the same time as the court case. I'm getting, I think I got a settlement in like six months, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know how the, the email was anymore. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, Michelle. We should have responded earlier, but it's my fault. I was lazy and I didn't want to sit down and type an email. So let us know how things are turning out. Yeah, give us an update and yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll revisit this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want you to think we were blowing you off. We ain't blowing you off, no, baby. no. This is from James, and we'd said something about, you know, you probably, remember we were talking about your problems of not finding, like, a good coven that you could get with, and I said, well, you probably haven't found a serious group or, you know, a real group, and I think James was just looking for for some more distinction on what I meant by that, on on what did I mean by a a serious group or a a fluffy bunny group or whatever, and and I think... uh, 
I think that's a good question, and I, I think there are different, you know, different groups approach this path differently, mm-hmm. and not all, all approaches work for all people. People right. are looking for certain things. Some people are more academic, and they want to get into the, the actual history and anthropology of the craft and, and the pagan traditions, and they want to reconstruct things as they were exactly, and so they, they, they go to great lengths to do that from, you know, reenactment of societal structures and roles to recreating costumes to speaking languages and using dialects that were used um i mean that's an extreme um all the way to people who like they pick up one book you know and they they skim it and then they're a high priestess and they and they run a coven you know and and that's it and and so that's the other extreme and so there's and there's a whole gamut in between of how groups work and so i my point was just that um, when when you're at a certain point in your development as a pagan, you you may want to get deeper into things. You may want to understand more richly the mysteries and the myth and the myths, and you know go, go deeper into the the mystical side of things even. And that takes a little of work, and you're not going to find good sources of education on that just on the street. Not everyone is qualified to right. assist us on that part of our journey. And so that that's all I meant by that, right. that, that there are groups like that that do exist, that do practice, that have rigor, um, that have, you know, standards. And if you're looking for that sort of thing, then, then that's what you're looking for. So that's all I meant by that. Mm-hmm. You find a group that's good for you. You know, it's like, Anything else, like if you are an artist and you are looking for an art artistic group, you, you will always find a group that's your level. Just keep searching. Mm-hmm. Know what you want. That's the first thing. You have to know what, you, what, what, what is it that you're even looking for. If you don't know what you want, you're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not to say that any one group is right or any one approach is right. It's what's right for you. Right. You know, it could be perfect for you. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. You know, it's what's right for you. That's mm-hmm. all it is. If, you know, whatever f- shoe fits, right. you wear it. And it's know. perfectly acceptable to laugh at other pagans who are doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because you, you know, you can't believe every book you read. You have, you know, but you know? I mean, yeah, really. Yes, we as a community <laughs> have to stick together and we can't be divided, you know, because divide and conquer. And, and right. let's face it, the world is not exactly amenable to us right now as a community. So we definitely have to respect each other's paths. Um, and but that doesn't mean you have to agree with it. You don't have to agree. And you can laugh at it, you yeah. know, like not to their face you know, so much, <laughs> you know, unless you want to engage in a debate or conversation with them about it. But my experience has been that people who are genuinely very fluffy and, and just don't care they're not going to respond to, you know, intellectual debate. It's just it's just not going to go anywhere, so there's no point. There's nothing there's nothing to debate. They right. don't know what to debate. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what business is it of yours anyway? What they're doing. Who cares? Right. Do your own thing. Right. right. Do your thing and you won't have to be worrying about what somebody else is right. doing. You don't like our podcast? Go start your own. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah. So, thanks for writing, James. That was yes. a great question. We also got a question from Eric, and I really like I like Eric's because he's talking about uh, him and his wife live in upstate New York, and they've been shopping around for a pagan group. And uh, this goes back to what you were kind of saying about how hard it is to find a group that works for you. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, all these groups seem to be run by people who really go in for the not pagan enough attitude 
um, that we were talking about a few episodes and that Firelight brought up in his Am I Pagan Enough Mm -hmm. um, campaign. And uh, basically they they turn their ears off when when this couple mentions that they're not Wiccan. So, um, you know, he's pagan, but he doesn't consider himself Wiccan. And and so people kind of look at him with disdain and and they're not really being accepted in the group. Anyway, so he says... um, his question is, do you think being part of a group at some point is necessary or really important for develop, development and growth as a pagan, or is it possible to go through life as mostly a solitary practitioner and still be spiritually healthy and happy without other people around? Hmm. So I guess he's, I he's kind of at a point. In, he's like, I'm fed up. I don't up, think it's you know? important. I think what's important is that you develop as a, as a, as a pagan, as a person. If you think you need a group to do that with, fine, but it's not necessary i don't think Mm -hmm. you know again this is all how how i feel how we feel you know i think you could probably develop better on your own at your own pace doing your own style than with people that you don't really agree with Mm -hmm. how are you going to develop if you don't agree with the group that you're with right you know so um i don't think it's necessary i really don't i think like i was saying earlier in the in the cast um I pract- I'm solitary, but I do wish that there were times that I had a group to be with. But I don't want to be with a group all the time. So, you know, it's nice to know other people, but you don't have to belong to the group. You know, mm-hmm. there's other ways. Yeah, you know, I would say also, I live. I lived in upstate New York at one point too, and I, I was shopping around. I was in Buffalo, and I was shopping around for some groups when I lived up there. And it was it was just weird. Like they were they were it was a different situation, but still I wasn't really clicking with with things, and mm-hmm. I just had to accept that it was okay, you know. Um, right. Now I'd had group experiences in New York, so it was not like I felt like I was missing something. Mm-hmm. So for for Eric though, you know, no, I don't think it's absolutely necessary. No. I think you know it's it's like. It's like any relationship. You can't force it. You know, the, the right relationship will come along. Right. And just be open to it. But don't go out searching for it and right. hunting like, for I it. Right, I have to belong, you know. Right. Or if you want to belong to a group, you know, you can, you know, like, from, like uh, you know, on, be out in the, the margin somewhere, you know. Yeah. Like when these people get together, you get together. And you hang out with your wife, which is great. So yeah. you go to these festivals or whatever with these people, which is really not what you're looking for. But go anyway, yeah. you know. Just to observe yeah. the group dynamic yeah. and be part of a group, you, might you know, magical that working. You one person that's looking for something the same as you. And yeah. there's always something worthwhile in everything. Yeah. So and I, I, I wouldn't say to avoid it, but, I, uh, but at the same time, I'm saying it's not necessary. Yeah, and I would also say, you know, just a plug for going to festivals and the importance of festivals to our community mm-hmm. and to, to get with the tribe and just, you know, right. chill outside of, you know, the, your power structure, outside of your comfort zone, outside of all that, where the, the playing field is a little more level. Everyone's like intense and wearing, you know, three days old clothing and covered in mud or whatever. And it's a real equalizer and it's a good opportunity. It really just opens you up because you tend to get really connected to the earth when mm-hmm. you're out there and the elements and it activates you spiritually and I, I find that to be a great way to meet new people and learn about the, the greater pagan world right. as well as, you know, strengthen your own spiritual practice internally. So you, you might go to one of those things and, and, and meet some. There's lots of groups that go to those things, too. Yeah. And just, just ask so them. They have so many of them. They have so many festivals. Yeah. And now that summer's here, they're like, you know, you just go to them and have a great time. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But I don't think it's a necessity, yeah. you know. Yeah. Although to some people it is because they they they're group people, mm-hmm. you know. But it doesn't it doesn't make you any less pagan if you don't belong to a group. And and really the the this is going to sound really kind of conservative of me, but the the ultimate pagan unit is the family really you know like that's if you look back to kind of how things went Mm -hmm. it wasn't you know artificial structures and groups of people Mm -hmm. Uh, also certainly the community came together at times but people practice this stuff in their homes with their family and so you and your wife or you and your fiance can just do your own thing and start your own tradition and just teach it to your children if you have children or you know whatever Mm -hmm. exactly you don't need to look outside you're absolutely right you know All right, so that's it. The last thing I think is we had a couple more donations to the 666 Club. <laughs> I, I think that, the, let's see, the the uh, Kate gave us one, and then the Highway Hermit. I think that's his name. The Highway Hermit. The Highway Hermit. I hope I'm getting that right. All right. Um, and we may have had some others. Uh, we, we post, we're going to post the names up on the wall if we haven't already. Thank you so much. The, the donations do help to defray the cost of the program, and we really appreciate it. So, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. We have great listeners. We do. We're loved. We love it. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. So have a great midsummer, and uh, we look forward to uh, the wheel turning. Enjoy the sun. Uh, Hopefully it'll be less than two. How long was it? I don't know. We waited too long. Yeah, we did. We're sorry. We'll do do one sooner. Yeah, yeah. But we got this long podcast here. This This episode's over an hour, so... We're, we're going to be giving people, you can listen to this in segments and bits just mm-hmm. to, to get yourself through to the next one. That's what I like to do, listen a little bit at a time. Savor it. Don't take it all at once. Yeah, it's like um, a fine wine. Fine wine. Some people like to take it all at once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fresh. I know, I can't help it. <laughs> all right, happy, happy midsummer, everyone, and we'll see, we'll talk to you soon. We love you. Email, uh, email us at eatmypaganass.com. Or eat me, oh, God. <laughs> email us at eatmypaganass at gmail.com or come to our website eatmypaganass.com or visit us on Facebook Eat My Pagan Ass Got it (laughs) Bye hookers Bye